You heard him, didn't you? I heard him. It's like he heard, he heard, he heard me say, recording. I'm recording. <laughs> he, said, he does not care. He said, what live show? I don't care He's, about none of that. He said, He's, break a leg, mommy. That's He's, what he was I'm going to let him in so he won't be interrupted. Hold on. <laughs> Bro, you know you're not supposed to be in here for real. Don't get in trouble. No. No. We're not doing this. Okay, maybe we are. Come here. Come here. Oh, goodness gracious, you're so big and heavy. Oh, goodness gracious. Terps. Goodness gracious. Say what's up to the folks before we start the podcast. You got any words? It's your chance. Get what's it all up, out. Terps? What you guys say? He camera shy. Look at it. He's like, oh. He's sniffing. He said, what's going on up in here? Hey, y'all got some of that good stuff happening. Okay, I'm going to put you down now. I got to, I got to go make this money. You think? Mm, like how you smell. Okay, let me. All right, play me my theme music. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Daddy Daughter Dishes podcast. My name is Kiera, and we are here with my lovely co-host. BJ the Daddy. He is the Daddy. I am the Daughter. And this is Daddy Daughter Dishes, episode 28. 28. Hey, we're getting on up there. It's really been a long time coming. We're going to be a... we're going to be like 50 before you know it. I feel like we say this every episode, but <laughs> the, the more we put out new episodes, the more it's just like, what? That's crazy. We really got we, a podcast. <laughs> we one step closer. We've become, step. A, become, a, we've become a weekly staple in people's lives. We have. And that's, how, how does that make you feel? It feels good. Like, okay, I can... I've said it before how I really look forward to um, recording this this podcast with you every week. But I know for a fact that there's some listeners out there that they really like look forward to hearing us or viewing us on on the YouTube page. You know, looking Yay. for what we put out every week. Don't, and that it makes you know? me feel. It makes me feel impactful, like we have an impact, a positive impact on some people's lives. That absolutely, I understand that sentiment because that feels just. I, my favorite is when people just they send they text me while they listening, and so I'll just get a random <laughs> text that'll be like, "Oh, you know, blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Oh, you're listening to the episode?" Because I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Or like, when Mia'll text me and be like, "Yo, your dad is hilarious," and I'm like, "What did my dad do?" <laughs> And then I'll hear, I'm like, oh, okay, you listen to the podcast. But, like, it's so cool. Yeah. And then, you know, hearing my lady friends talk about, like, how it's helped with their work through some of their daddy issues. And then even my guy friend, shout out to Steven. He actually, uh, okay. I meant to share this the other day. He shared with me that, like, our podcast helped him get closer with his dad. Like, they they had had, See, like, a little riff in this summer. They've been making, like, major efforts to you know, reestablish that father-son connection, which I think is just, you know, I feel that's like just, parent-child relationships, they just, they do something That's just to pure you. dopeness. That's pure yes. dopeness. And that's the, I mean, that's the way God designed it. That's why he, 
designed for us to have parents and stuff. Like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's supposed parents. to be like that. But <laughs> you know, God did like design that. it one way. But then the world said, <laughs> "Hey, I know He has a plan, but we also have a plan, and that plan involves splitting up." Your household and making you you feel some type of way about your parents, and making your parents feel some way about your children. But that's mm-hmm. I like that our efforts allow people to hold. I, I, we hold that space for folks. They come here. That's right. They know that this we're is not a safe place for you on a serious tone for daddies. Yeah, for daddies, daughters, sons, mothers. You know, all of that. Like. We just want to be a good place where y'all can come, maybe get some uplifting information, get a good laugh, and let you know that, you know, it stuff ain't always going to be peaches and cream. Like, life provides challenges no matter who you are, no matter what your position in a relationship is, whether it's with your parents, whether it's with your siblings, whether it's with your significant others. Like, you're going to have ups and downs. and the key to it all, man, I think personally is keeping those lines of communication open. Mm. And as long as you guys can, as long as there's space made available to have those tough conversations, like we've talked about in previous episodes, it might take you some time to find a place to get there to where you can have those conversations because once you get past those conversations, things seem to lighten up quite a bit, at least in my experience. So, like yeah, we, we want to be that. We want to be that. Yeah, the tough, the, the the tough conversations be like the biggest. That'd be the peak of the struggle hill or the struggle mountain. So, you get yeah, to that tough conversation, absolutely. and you know there might be more, a few more valleys and peaks that you got to go over. But ultimately, at some point, you got to come down from that mountain, right? And absolutely. So when and you, you come down, and you know, you can listen to us on it, the way down. Part of it is. Uh, if you think about it, part of it or a lot of it is the internal struggle that you're having with self. Mm-hmm. It ain't necessarily even what you have going on with that other person. It'd be that voice, that battle that you have going on inside of you. Man. Once you can conquer that or manage that successfully or consistently, you can move on in life a, a lot smoother. So, yeah, just a little nuggets. Now we starting oh, off on no. the what a there y'all we gonna send the invoice to every listener y'all send us twenty dollars <laughs> for this therapy session, um, but it's Sunday when we're recording we're fresh mm. out of the second string of football games this today how has it how how have you been since the last time we spoke on this recording platform. Uh. It's only been, been good, a man. few like, days. It's only been a few days, so mm-hmm. there ain't really a whole much to cover, which is great because I ain't really had a whole lot going on other than being out here in Texas. Um, I seen a rattlesnake the other day. Oh, no. Uh, some wild, a gray fox. What else we see? A couple of deer. I, I don't pictures? know how the animals... No, nah, because when we see them, we like... like the <laughs> The few deer I've seen have run like I've been driving a crane truck from structure to structure that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have quite a bit of distance in between structures. So the few deer I've seen have like shot out in front of the, the crane truck while I'm driving. So it's a wonder I didn't run them over. 
was about to say, have you been yeah, eliminating the deer species out there? No. Nah, you contributed nah, to this? I, ain't, I, I, ain't, I ain't big on killing stuff just to be killing it. Yeah, no. Unlike some other people I know. But we have seen, uh, we saw what we think it was an albino coral snake. We saw it. And then... Now, who knows uh, enough about snakes to be like, I think that's an albino coral snake. Who said that? I, you know, the snake looked albino and it had the rings like a coral snake. So we just put two and two together. Oh, y'all paid attention like, in science class. Sound like that's that. a, I still a, don't that's know. A, that's an albino coral snake. Well, shout out to the albino but, coral snake. But you know, them rattlesnakes, you cannot, you cannot mistake a rattlesnake. And, yeah, we saw one of those the other day. What else we saw? Here's, uh, here's a random question. How close are you with your Wait. team? If one of your one of your brothers got bit by a snake, would you suck the poison out of them? <laughs> That's funny you say that because we actually had that conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would suck the I poison said, out man. for the people I care for. Now, if I didn't care for you, I would just give you a look until you stop asking me. <laughs> All I said, they better hope that helicopter <laughs> can get out and tell where we at because we be like 70 miles from the nearest hospital. Ooh. And I ain't, uh, that's, I don't even want to talk about it because we all talk about Let's it. We just kind of looked at each other like, y'all going to be some dead motherfuckers if y'all get bit by a rattlesnake. So we just, we just going to pray that nobody gets bit by a rattlesnake because they ain't even worked out disturb. the solution, y'all. Don't do not disturb the wildlife. Leave the Don't. wildlife be. Yeah, we leave the wildlife be. We actually, you know what? It's fun. One of the guys did get bit by a little snake. Matter of fact, I forgot about that. What the <laughs> it hell? wasn't a poisonous snake. Oh, okay. But he went to he went to um, <laughs> he went to pick up something. Uh, it was around like a under. Uh, he was picking up a cardboard box or something. And something latched on his glove, and he was like, "God, <laughs> oh no!" See, he and I was me. in the air, so I was in the air working. But the the guys in the other crane basket, they had boomed down. They had went back to the ground, and they was I'm like, "What's going on?" And said, but oh, I was Lord, busy what's working. Happening? Yeah, I didn't find out till later that night what actually happened. They was like. Yeah, you know, uh, such and such. Yeah, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It was like you didn't know. I'm like, nah, dude. I was, I was too busy focusing. doing other things. <laughs> I was doing other things. I be in work mode, man. When they say it's time to work, I be ready to get the shit done because it, it's hot out here, man. It's hot. I, like, I bet it's warm, and I'll. It's like I want to get back in the truck and air conditioning to drink some water Ooh, and just relax, hey. but. But yeah, um, a little wildlife adventure. Saw a couple of jackrabbits out in the middle of nowhere. Jackrabbits. Um, I'm gonna have to Google yeah, some of these animals. These some big rabbits. Big rabbits. Um, Everything's big that, in Texas. That's what they say. That's, That's what, they, what say. they say. Yeah, we uh, we got what else we had going on? You know the speed limit out here on the two lane roads is seventy five miles an hour. <laughs> Holy moly! Like, <laughs> <laughs> seventy-five. Man, you, so you be 75. pushing a good ninety-seven, don't you? We ain't gonna talk about that, but let's just say <laughs> we fifth. narrowly, we narrowly 
avoided a traffic citation the other day oh. when we was coming home. <laughs> oh, I mean, we got pulled over, but we didn't get a ticket. Who, who was driving? <laughs> a co-worker. Non-colored? <laughs> Why? Because you said you didn't get a ticket. Oh, no. It, this, we See, didn't get a ticket. You didn't think about it. It might have been, he might I mean, have saved y'all. There's a whole skit out there about that. Quick, let's it, transform it into it, our. Uh-uh. Oh, it no, wasn't like that? No, no, because it was two of us oh. and we still didn't get a ticket. Ah, he didn't say, Are you you good today, sir? You need any help? <laughs> no, he was cold. He was cold. He was just like, It was weird because he really didn't, he didn't clock us. Like, he don't really know if we were speeding. He just knew we passed a bunch of people when the... So out here, you have a mm. two-lane road, right? Mm-hmm. And then every few miles, one of the lanes will go to two lanes, So you and, and it'll be a passing lane. Okay. And you got the single lane going the, uh, the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get out there, and you trying to ease along, and mm-hmm. by the time the, the passing lane get ready to end... You know how people are. They just want to ride beside you. So when that passing lane get ready, you kind of got to speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he was a couple cars ahead of us. And uh, he saw us, you know, trying to hurry up and get over before that lane ended. He moved his ass on the shoulder, let us go by, then got in behind us, and then hit the lights on us. But mm-hmm. he, he didn't ever put notes what we was going over, if we was going over, because we didn't figure we was going that fast because the cruise was set at 77. So yeah, you might be going like 83, 84. Not much. I mean, it's Texas. I was like, we've been out here for two weeks. We ain't seen the Texas State Trooper. And today, his ass out today here lurking did. around. Today and we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, uh, watched a little football today. Got up. Uh, on my day off, went to the grocery store, made a few groceries. Came made some on groceries? Yeah. Made, made, yeah, made some groceries. I did my laundry last night, so I ain't have to do laundry today. Made some groceries this morning, cooked me some pancakes, eggs, and turkey sausage for breakfast. Ooh. And I just been laying around watching football most of the day. I sound like I would bet 75% of America's morning. America's Sundays, because that's we did pretty much the same thing, except I cooked yeah. breakfast potatoes and we had mm. groceries delivered yesterday because it was we was we getting some of that hurricane. Well, we got some mm. of that hurricane. Um, and a little rainy it, out there. It was a lot of rainy. We was under flood warnings, and of course, I went out because I said I need something to do. And as the temperatures dropped, and I woke up and I said, I'm feeling like chilly. <laughs> so I mm. was like, oh, that means it's fall. So I should start decorating the house. So I went to Kirkland's home decor store and I got me some stuff. I bought a, for pumpkin. My house. I bought a pumpkin with an L on it and it's got a light in it, a little tea light. And I got some little mini mm. pumpkins that I put. I got a table runner and um, I got something else, too, that I was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to share this. What was it? Just oh, a blanket. Oh. I got a nice blanket. But yeah, while I was out, man, two things. It was raining really bad. 
people here cannot drive. And I'm amazed at how reckless people drive when a car can literally kill you. Like, I watched so many people. It's rain, like low visibility rain. Like, it's it's raining and it's dark. Uh-huh. I mean, not dark, but it's like cloudy. Like, it's raining. People ain't got their lights on. This one lady was had to be pushing uh-huh. a good 90 on the highway where, where the speed limit is 55. And she, I saw her hit that water and I don't know how she did it, but she, God was watching over her. Then I watched somebody uh-huh. straight up ignore a red light. They turn, they won't turn right on red on it. You know how our highways are. We got the, you can't turn left. So you got to do the U-turns and stuff. The main uh-huh. highway. Uh-huh. That This lady, she is ready to turn right on red. She she ain't yield. She ain't stopped. She didn't even hit brakes. She pulled right on out like it was not a highway of cars coming. And all these people, literally this truck, I saw him like, I said, this is about to be so bad. I felt like everything just slowed down. Mm-hmm. This big semi truck was burn, burn. And he pressed his brakes and then everybody pressed their brakes. And man, they they probably honked at her for a good 10 miles because she, that, I said, I don't even know if she realized how close she was to dying because that would have been bad but yeah you know she probably was on the phone she i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past her um but yeah so that was yesterday it's just it's been cool so i'm and it's getting darker earlier i don't know how i feel about that it always gets to be a little bit um i don't want to say depressing but it seems like it brings people down Seasonal, yeah, it 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 has that seasonal affective disorder. Uh, sad is the <laughs> acronym. Yeah, but <it's laughs> when it gets dark, yeah. people, you know, people get people get a little more upset, a little sadder. I am one of those people. Yeah, I think a lot of people are some of those people. So you know, just take care of yourself. You know, get you um some like lights, lamps. They have like a day daytime imi- imitating lamps that'll like give you the feeling that it's. You know, still a little bright outside. Uh, take care of yourself. Drink some tea. Solar powered people. Do you? Do you? Uh, yeah, you know, because we are a sun. So when there is no sun, I get like a little flower and I wilt a little bit. <laughs> do you? Do you feel any effects of that ever? Oh, absolutely. I know you were talking the, about a the, little bit of the, well, not the depression part, but when the. the when the days get shorter and the nights get longer, it's like all I want to do, like after work, I don't want to do nothing but take a shower sleep. and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do nothing else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when the, when it's sunny outside, I'll, you know, I'll bounce around a little bit, be a little active. But when you, when you go to work and it's dark, and then when you get off work and it's dark, it's like, man, look, when I get to the house, it's sleepy time. I don't want to press golf, two hundred dollars. I don't want to cook nothing. I don't want to even hardly eat. I want to take a shower. I want to go to bed. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, it does. It has affected me in the past, and I'm sure it's gonna affect me some. Well, with this year, I don't know. It might be a little different because I mean, I might. I'm out here in Texas right now, and like I say, when we finish this job, we're supposed to go to California. So. I don't know. I may not have that effect on me this year until I get back to the Midwest. Mm. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, what you got for me today? Because you sent me a list of your talking points 
So let's dive into it, bud. What's well, on your heart? I mean, where do we want to start? Let's um, start with the, the, the separation anxiety. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, kind of touched on a little bit last week in the last episode about, you know, how I'm getting a little bit older and how, uh, not because I'm getting older, because I've gone through some therapy and some, done some work to try to make myself a better man, better individual. I have begun to appreciate my relationships and my people that I hold close to me more. Mm -hmm. And being that I'm two weeks now gone from visually seeing anybody in my core group, my children, like physically, I've noticed that, you know, it's affecting me a little bit more than what it used to. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm depressed or anything like that, but the idea of missing my people you know, it's become a bit more prevalent in my psyche, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. Like, I haven't seen you in quite some time physically since yeah. what? Since we moved. Yeah, since we came, came out, me and, me and Tanya came out there mm -hmm. and helped with the moving, install the center fans. Hell, that's been a minute. And yeah. like, because those fans are dusty now. <laughs> I saw Mari the day before I left. I think it was the day. That Saturday? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that Saturday. It was that the day it took Uncle Bob to for his surgery. I think it was that Thursday, maybe. Mm, that was a minute ago. That Thursday before I left to come to Texas, and. uh one of them days, but it was after the day I took up we rode with Uncle Bob up to have his surgery. <clears throat> when I came back that evening, took uh, Mari met with uh, met your mom. Your mama met me with Mari, and we went got a bite to eat, and because uh, I wanted to lay eyes on Mari before I left, mm -hmm. and I've been you know been missing her. And like I said last week, you know she's been sending me texts, updates on her days at school and a little bit more frequently than than usual. And so that's also had me in my feels a little bit. Just, you know, this is my baby girl. Oh. So yeah. Just wanted to touch base on that and see if you had any tips for me or if you know any techniques or anything a man, a person could do to help overcome so separation that, that little bit of sadness that comes along with those kind of things. Yes, come to the sad queen. I have all the advice, all the tips <laughs> because I am a sad ass bitch. So I, know. I ain't taking no damn medication though. I'm just telling oh, you. I'm not gonna tell you to take no medicine. It don't help with because y'all that medicine. I know it don't help with nothing. Hey, you're not gonna you, get you up here and talk bad and then, about my medicine. And then you gotta my happy pills. Take something else to take care of a side effect. That's the wrong, you see, that you're taking the wrong kind. You're taking the wrong kind. You need that good Zoloft, Wellbuterin combination in your life. You'll be the happiest person. You'll be living a good life. You'll be, you know, on them commercials where the people be like running through fields and shit. Maybe like, yeah, they're so happy. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, but they ain't telling you about that that liquid that won't keep falling out their butt on the medicine. <laughs> or the sweats that they wake up in. It's me. I'm the I'm I'm that person. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I've experienced separation anxiety probably since like college. I would say. Um, but I don't I don't um, I I don't know if there's any like actual thing because I mean the the anxiety is from being away from people. So like of course the solution is to go see those people, but you know, that's not always the 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 most feasible solution. Um but I think that first of all, acknowledging the separation anxiety is important because it can be mm. easy to be like, ah, you know, I'm fine. I miss y'all a little bit, but you know, I think it's important to tell people who you are missing that you miss them. Uh, because then a lot of people will like make an effort to reach out a little bit more or just add a little bit more substance <coughs> to the conversations that you do have so that, you know, when mm-hmm. you miss them, you feel less, you, you feel like you walked away with like a little more. So you have a little more to last. Um, but I, that's when I, that's where my love for like taking pictures and, keeping recordings mm-hmm. and videos and stuff that kind of making those capturing those memories that we do share that's when those kind of come in because yeah. anytime that i get some sort of anxiety i will always go back to you know some of our good moments like for mommy and mari i'll go back to when they were here visiting or to there something mm-hmm. came up we was in the store I don't know. Mari put it up for my birthday. I don't even know where we was at, but me and mommy and Mari was dancing in the store. I don't remember that, but uh-huh. it's a video of us dancing in the store. And so now that's like one of my favorite videos to go watch. And then with you, like the, the Father's Day videos, people still be liking those when you popped up on Mr. Chris. Um, and so just like watching yeah. those and what we like putting up the the, the uh, shed and building that, like just the looking shed. at those memories. Um and then really just like making that mental to do to be present when I am with those people next time, like to be in the mm-hmm. moment, but to also remember to capture the moment. Um, like f- yeah. when, especially like with my friends, like when I see like Lamia and Bree, I'm taking all the pictures. I'm, <laughs> I'm recording everything. I'm the one with her phone and camera out because I like to have those memories. Um, so that's really helpful for mine. That's funny. Separation anxiety. That's uh, that's funny. You sh- you say that about the pictures and stuff because I have found myself when I'm in here like early in the morning or right before I get ready to go to sleep, I've been scrolling through old pictures quite mm-hmm. often. Um, and uh, I think my my favorite picture uh is the one I know. There's a picture your mama took of our sleep. And I know exactly was what you're talking about. On my shoulder, and you was laying on my belly, and we all was asleep. We was not. And I come across that picture, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, that's me and my babies." And uh, yeah, that picture is like my well has become my favorite picture here lately. Favorite picture to look at. <clears throat> also, uh, me and Mari took a picture when we went to Top Golf here recently. There's a nice picture of me and her. That Ooh, you know, I got that as my that one of my lock screens on my on my phone because shit, we looking like damn twins on the picture. 
That's how we we just, look like twins just, in one of the hockey selfies we took that come across my mm-hmm. uh, memories quite some time. That's, like, a, that's dang, a, we look. That's that's scary another one that I've got <laughs> at the forefront is the the when we went to the hockey game, the three of us together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's like it's uh that's that's uh that's how I've been trying to cope and trying to reach out more and you know. Just how I was some- gonna ask this is what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you this, what you think about this. How do you deal with do you have um I ain't gonna say issues, but do you have thoughts on like do you get feeling bad? Like if you're missing somebody mm-hmm. and you don't wanna and you know that that person is missing you, mm-hmm. but if you you don't want to talk about it too much because you don't want to get down at the thought because you really don't know when you might see that person again. Mm, so you do you thought, like talk you about it with that? them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about it, but it's like you kind of tread lightly on the missing stuff because you don't want to be on the phone crying and shit. <laughs> Look, kicking feet. I miss him so much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Um, I did a long distance relationship in school with CJ. Um, that shit was trash. I would never do that again in my life. I mean, I would with him, but I would it, nobody else. Uh, it was it. Yeah, we will always have. It, for me, it would always be triggered to like after like if I had a rough day. The, the mm. person I go to to talk about my rough day in person, if they're not around, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what I'm supposed to do? Gosh. Like, I don't want to yeah. call them with my problems, but I'm sad and I need to talk and they're not here and I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I did. I, we, yeah, we used to do that quite often. Um, I, I would, I, I can't say I didn't use a harp on it because I did. Uh, that was. <laughs> It's been three months and two weeks and seven days <laughs> since I saw you, and I can't afford a train ticket right now. <laughs> oh. uh, but I think it's just I think that that that's one of the things too that makes me like really excited, though, because you know, like oh, like when I see you, I'm like full of like all this. I miss you, like so I know it's gonna be a good time. That's when we really right. used to plan right. like a lot of our. We used to plan a lot of our, like, um, I can't wait until the day when blank. And then, like, it's not something we really Mm. thought about until recently. Like, we'll be sitting in the bed and I'll be like, you know, this is a moment that we wished for. We we wished for. We used to to really be, like, wishing for these moments and, like, waking up next to each other. I'd be like, you know, I used to really want to do this. And now we just do it. That's weird. Now we just Um, doing it. But just, I think that making those types of, not even like super, like, uh, like close plans, like, oh, you know, we need to, I can't wait for the day we do X, Y, Z. But I think it's important to talk about like future activities and stuff that you want to do. Like for us, I know yeah. one thing that we, we've done, I don't, I doubt he still has it or I might have it, but we made a bucket list once of like things that we want to do. And it really gave uh-huh. me just something to look forward to when we weren't with each other, I would be looking like, okay, so what are some things I want to do next? Like, how can we plan for this now so that when we are ready to do it, we just go do it when when we do right. see each other. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's. I don't know if I have any advice for that. I like I said, I just no. I mean, you ain't necessarily gotta have any advice. advice you know, sometimes but you, know. you just gotta have conversations to make sure. We kind of talked about crazy. this before we start recording. You want to have rationally thinking people bounce stuff off of rationally thinking people to, you know, help you just kind of navigate what you might be going through at the time. So, that's, you know, you are, this is daddy, daughter, this is so, you know, we bounce this. stuff off of each other and we just take what you might have done to navigate your little river and I might mm-hmm. take some of that and combine it with some stuff and I'm sure navigate my little river. Absolutely. I'm sure you will and I'm sure you will find it uh, extremely helpful. Just really fast, you just because you just... That just you just triggered a whole thought in my uh-huh. head. Um, you What's said that? we, you know, we bounce stuff off each other. So this past week, this previous, so me and my coworker Sydney, I think I might have mentioned this on here, but me and my coworker Sydney and my friend Brittany, who's no longer my coworker because she got a new job. Shout out to Brittany. Right. But we've now started doing this thing where once a month, we someone chooses from the group a restaurant. A new restaurant that, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't have to be new, but just a restaurant that, you know, we want to share with the others. And so last week right. was our week for that. Um, and Brittany had chose this place that me and her really like to go to. So we brought Sydney and we had like our dinner and we were sit- sitting and chatting and we was just, you know, having a good old time. Um, and so my, my pick is next month. I'm really excited about that. But um, <laughs> we were having a discussion because something happened. Where that had been sitting on my heart, where I was like, I just gotta Uh-oh. ask if anybody else feels the same way because I'm I need to make sure because this is what happens when I have a thought like that. I it takes a minute for me to validate my own feelings, right? Because I'll be like, you tripping? Mm-hmm. I'd be almost gaslighting right. myself. I'd be like, you tripping? Like that ain't what that was. You read that wrong. And then if it sits on my heart for like more than a weekend. I'd be like, okay, I might need to talk this out a little more. And so this has been sitting on my spirit for a good like three weeks. So my um I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna divulge too many details just in case they listen. I don't know. But so someone I fuck it. They did it. I don't care. She addresses me, she does. So a coworker, an ex-coworker of mine, uh, she no longer she left our job and okay. she had right. a going away part a going away happy hour uh-huh. <laughs> I, I almost hope she listens so that she can bring this up to me um so at her going away party my friend Brittany uh she no longer works at the company but um I was working with Brittany before she left on this ambassadorship program for our job I was helping her brand it and so this person was the like her ideal person of what she was trying to brand this program to be. So it's like the person on her mood board, right? And like, uh-huh. she's telling me how much like she really thinks this person is awesome. She's like, I love how they carry themselves, blah, 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 blah. So this is the person that was leaving the company. So I had asked that person if I could invite her, Brittany, to the to her going away going party. Because I'm like, you know, she, right. she's spoken highly about you. Like, she hasn't really met you, but she knows it, you know. And she was like, yeah. Yes. And, you know, okay, this this is the very important part. I asked her because, uh-huh. 
that's y'all y'all didn't raise me that way. You don't just invite nobody to somebody else's stuff when right, I ask. Right. So I made an Absolutely. effort to ask and I asked in front of someone else who was there as witness. And this was very intentional mm-hmm. on my part. Cause if one thing corporate has taught me, cover your ass with a CC or right. a, another witness, whatever. So I asked, she said yes. So I was adamant about my friend showing up. My friend shows up and apparently someone else who was there had some sort of beef with my friend that I was kind of aware of, but we all grown. And I don't think that that's something you would bring up in a public situation like that. So I thought that we could all be grown ups and be grown ups and be cordial, you know? Well, right. apparently that person told the person whose event that it was some, some slick remark that my witness heard right mm. so my witness heard it so i didn't notice until later so i don't know that part but i do right. watch the person whose event it is stare my invite up and down when she says hi and like congrats on your new job and like she's like really excited for her she looks her up and down like like she won't do something to her. not even that just just look, I want you to yeah, know that I mean, I'm looking you up and down. Like I want you to know that this I'm making trying to make this uncomfortable. So I clock it. And I don't say nothing. Because I'm I in my head I'm like, did I see that or did I imagine that? Cause I might have just mm. imagined that. But with that in mind, I was like, okay, in case that did happen, let me go <clears throat> not make this uncomfortable for my friends. So let me kind of step in the middle and you know, be right. somewhere. Exactly. Right. Some of that negative energy. Cause I was going to go anyway. So I was like, I'm, a, you know, we let's walk on out of here. And so, you know, didn't say nothing about it. Housewarming comes and I bring it up to my witness because Brittany's there too. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, I want to run this by my witness before I bring it up to make sure that I ain't tripping. I barely mention it. And my witness <laughs> eyes get big as hell she said i have been waiting to talk about it and like we're of course we're drunk so i'm like okay wait put a pen in it because we gotta talk about it later because i need to know if i wasn't tripping so then we bring britney and we ask her the same question she said oh my god i thought key was trying to set me up like i thought key was trying to, and i said i would never do that to you and she said i know and she gave me a hug or whatever but we have we have our discussion at dinner this week. Um, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts because there is a trope in this corporate world about whether aunties, quote unquote aunties, as you know, that's what younger black women will call like older black women who they see as like not um inspiration, but just as someone that like, you know, I respect. Uh, you know, it's respect. I respect you. Yeah. So like just calling people on. Exactly. Exactly. So there is a trope in the corporate world of aunties not be aunties being the most um the most uh what's what am I looking for? Being the biggest hurdle for the younger black women in the workplace. So where uh-huh. you know you see black women and you say, "Oh yeah, they sh- they all, you know, they should always be looking out for each other." But instead, what a lot of young black women will experience is the older black women not even looking down on them, but just yeah. not holding that space that you would. Yeah. I, yeah. And so yeah. I wanted to know, why do you think that is? Cause I know I when I, when it's time for me to be auntie, Oh, 
everybody's gonna love me. Not because I want to be loved by every young black girl, but I know how intentional I'm gonna be about holding that space. Because okay, real quick, here's my ideal how that scenario could have played out otherwise. Oh, add on. It didn't help that she pulled me to the side after and was like, you know, I'm going to get you for inviting her to my party. Who? The, said, the the lady that was being yes. admired by your friend? By yes. your invite? Because she said and she didn't like her. Asked her if she said? Yes. She didn't like her enough to say don't bring her, but she like didn't. That don't make no sense. So, and then that threw, that threw me off because then I'm in my head. I said... I think I know I I know I asked you if I could invite her because I don't just I'm not just and you had a witness and I had a witness and so I had to make sure it's just, it was like yeah you definitely asked you asked you didn't tell you asked like multiple times till you confirmed I said okay so I'm not tripping so I just feel yeah, like that situation could have went a totally different way even if you or your guest did have some sort of beef with my invite I feel like that's nothing that should have been even shown or displayed. At that time, it's a whole nother thing to pull me aside, you know, speak to me in private and be like, you know, I know I said that I I thought, you know, I might have thought she was another person. I thought that was somebody else. Like, I, I don't know. That really just messed with me. It messed with my whole thing, though. It messed with me because that's somebody I admire, too. And I'm like, that kind of attitude that just kind of. Ah, conflict in my so let me bounce it off you what are your thoughts on that so okay, I tried to tell the story unbiasedly so like there was no you know no feelings in there I literally First, just told what happened I don't I don't I don't understand that behavior from people because it don't just happen with women it happened with men too like mm. if you the part, as far as that situation, if she didn't like that person or didn't know that person or didn't know that person enough to know if she didn't or did like them, why would she tell you it's okay for you to bring her to the party? That's the whole thing for me. If you ask somebody and you making your intentions very clear and they don't it's not your responsibility to do their due diligence. Like mm-hmm. if she didn't want her at the party, she should have said, Well, no, oh, I don't want you to bring her. If and who knows, it might have been one of them situations where, you know, she got the little whisper from the other person. And mm-hmm. then when she when your friend did, when you did introduce or was introduced to her and she gave her the look, she probably formulated that off of what she got from the other lady. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of sometimes quote unquote cattiness going on between what seems to be women a lot. I hear about a lot of cattiness. I'm not a woman. I don't know. I hear stories. I see stuff sometimes. And without me being stereotypical, it seems like it'd be true a lot of times. It do it is but anybody with eyes yeah. can tell. But but to get to the 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 Auntie, the portrayal of aunties and uncles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in an organization and you got an individual that you're looking up to, or that several people look up to, a lot of people that are that sit in those situations, they feel threatened for whatever reason. Like 
them youngsters might be coming for my gig or, you know, trying to be me, trying to replace me. And they they don't act appropriately sometimes in those mm-hmm. situations. So how to overcome it. Like you said, there's nothing to overcome. Really, you've done what you were supposed to do as far as, you know, you, you asked if your friend could come. Cause, because every, y'all looking at this lady in admiration, so you kind of want to celebrate it. We ain't here to cause no problem. We're here to celebrate you. What else are you supposed to do? Like, I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what else you could have done. I mean, your friend, uh, uh, I, it might have been... It's great that you provided that buffer when you saw the look. You might have probably could have made her tell her right then and there that, you know, I hey, I didn't bring you here on no bullshit. I don't know what what the hell that was about. Right, you know? right. But y'all got a chance to talk about it later and y'all are good. So at the end of the day, that's what's important. You're good with your people. It sound like it sound like the the auntie and her friend, they might have some stuff that they need to figure out. Sound like they might be some witches. Not witches, but they might need some, some might do need some work to, on to some, dealing with talk people. through something. Because I that and that and and as and if the reason is what I and positive it is, it's not a good reason. And it's not a reason that I would make even a show out of showing my disdain for somebody. Like it's like secondhand. Some petty you know. shit. Yeah. And the and the, the pettiness is, is valid. What 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 was brought to the the reason they don't that that person doesn't care for my person was a valid like she my person had a valid critique of said person's actions and said person did not like did that like. critique, even well, though that was a perfect opportunity. It was a perfect learning opportunity for that older person to even be like, oh, you know, you that is that now that you put it that way, you know, I could have done gonna, it I'm a different that, So I'm gonna let that circulate in my spirit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm do when, when that situation comes up again, I'm gonna do better. Like that is a great way to approach things that I have had that happen to me recently. Like I have been something has been brought to my attention. That I've done something to make some make somebody feel a certain type of way, and this is something that I have been working on diligently. I have been really trying to, instead of like get defensive and point the finger at the other person, I've really been trying to stop and ask myself, what role did I play in this situation to make that person feel the way? that I made them feel with my mm-hmm. actions. And sometimes you can you be like, you know what? I could have done that a little bit differently. And maybe that Man. person would have felt that way. And that says and then a lot. sometimes you'd be like And then sometimes you'd be like, what you, what you be like? You'd be like, hey what you be like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like that's that's how look, I feel. Look, I know I, that's how you I feel. I really can't but... control how you process how you feel it, but I didn't. I don't see. I have. I have searched through what we're talking about, and I don't see where I would move differently. So we just gonna have to deal with how you 
feeling right now and try to uh, work on it later, maybe. <laughs> that, that should be so funny to me, but I'm the, I'm your daughter because that. <laughs> Because I'm the same way. If somebody brings something, first of all, I admire when people bring something to my attention. Because like we've talked about before, that takes guts to speak up and be like, you know, that made me uncomfortable. But sometimes I have to be like, sometimes I don't really ask, like, are you being serious? Are you are you for real? Like you serious with what you're telling me? Because I need to make sure because I'm going to do a deep dive into I'm going to analyze, you know, why I am this way. So I'm like. Are you sure that what you're telling me is like for real and it's not something like you're not playing? Because you know, some people. <laughs> they say I'm, shit just to be saying shit. Just to be saying shit. Or because, or because with the with a lot of people seeking therapy and stuff, some people will like joke about, not even like joke like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. adamantly being like therapy don't work or like, you know, oh, you in therapy. But they'll make like a little joke about like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm bringing this to your attention. Like they'll try and be very, I don't know what the term is, but they try and make light. And so we'll bring that, we'll bring it to your attention like that to the point where you're like, okay, are you actually like, Like did I actually really hurt your feelings or are you just telling me that I did so I can sit here? And so when I feel like that, I'd be like, okay, so (laughs) I, you know, I, what, I, I don't know what to tell you. Say? I literally say I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I love you, and I, I hear, I hear what you're telling me. That's I all real valid. What you're telling me it's valid. But I don't, I don't I, see where I could with what I have inside of me right now, with the information and the and the and the uh, tools that I use. I don't see where I would act or say or do anything differently. So let's just. Go from here and move forward. And I mean, I know people I probably know can't stand like, talking to us. You can't, <laughs> you can't do that to the valid, but just because sometimes people stuff do be super valid, and you be like, you know what? Yes, I'm gonna go work on that. But then sometimes you be like, you fucking with me, like you Man, not, you, you know, can't be for real, you know, especially when you know the I, things that you will table and be like, you know what, that I ain't for to bring that up to them right now. Like that is not nothing that I need to right. bring that attention right now. And it's like people come with you with some fuck shit, and you like, did you really just bring that into my space? Because now, because you know, I don't know if you know how I react. Like I react very visually. I have a very visual tell about a lot of things. So people will bring something to my attention and I will, like, I will look you dead in your face like are you serious right now? Like, are you, you fucking with me? Where is Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> I'm being punked. Because <laughs> I know you're not I know you're not bringing this to me right now like that. <laughs> I have more, feel, more feelings to unpack about that but we can talk about that in another episode because um, I feel like that's a whole yeah. <clears throat> how that as a topic. But um yeah, you know, so uh speaking of, I feel like there's a way I could transition this. Hold on, give me give me just a second. Hold on, let me think. Okay. Go ahead. Take all okay. the time you need. Okay. Okay. Speaking of things you can and cannot control about how people, what they say, what they feel. How do you feel about the ball has dropped? Colorado Buffaloes. No longer took an L yesterday. It took a big L, man. It hurt. 
I took real quick. I told Lamia, I said, I'm gonna treat this like I did that last episode of Snowfall, and I'm gonna act like it didn't happen because I didn't want to see that. I said that was so hard to watch because they was just so poor. It was just so big, and they just could not. They was trying. They was just running. I'm like, from the first quarter, I was like, oh my god, this is not gonna be good. So. So it, as a as a former athlete, um, there comes a time when <laughs> you feel like you know your team is pretty good, mm-hmm. and then you run up on another an opponent like Oregon who has just a whole different class of athlete, just machines. and you get exposed. So. I'm a, I could give you a prime example, personal example. It ain't even like that my team that I played on was that good. It was just okay. the first time that I stepped on a court and realized that I was in a different class of human beings. Uh-huh. And that was when I was at UT Martin and we went to play University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like up until that point, I just, you know, everybody used to say, BJ, you, damn, you a big boy. You know, you and I pretty much had my way on the basketball court. I mean, I I was pretty successful in the basketball court. Don't don't don't, don't Kentucky, be humble. You was you was that nigga. You was that nigga on the court. <laughs> I was all you was that nigga. But look, <laughs> I you know, I engaged in some and some good battles with some people that made it to the NBA. So, you know, I held my own on the court. Yeah. When I got to the University of Kentucky and my name was called to come off the bench and I got in that game and we lined up on the free throw line, never forget it. And I looked at those guys and I said, y'all some big motherfuckers. Just like that. I told, and they all started laughing because I hadn't, I hadn't seen no human beings. That's big. Like, I'm not just talking tall. I'm just talking big Big and fast. Tony, Tony Dilk. I'll never forget. Tony Delk, he was the point guard for Kentucky. He had the longest arms of a six. I think Tony was like 6'2", maybe. He had the longest arms, and that boy was fast. He was faster with the ball than anybody on my team was without the ball. Without the ball. And I swear the boy could tie his shoes before he bent over, without bending over. That's how long his arms was. And, yeah. Them guys was just ginormous. And the scoreboard reflected it. I say that to say I feel that from a volleyball standpoint, too. I'll never forget we made it to, like, regionals. And uh, we walked mm-hmm. in that gym, and I said, ah, I'm going to give it my all, but we are not winning. I can That's tell all y'all. That's like, all you can do. science. We're yeah. not winning. These girls are taller than the net. How? <laughs> and they big and muscular. Ow. And we are scrawny. Oh, we grew up in cornfields. We know nothing about this. <laughs> So I feel like that's what they ran up on yesterday with Oregon. I feel like there's a good chance that they're going to run up on the same thing next week with USC. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. The the challenge for me is I, 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 I expected it. There are so many people out there just they're dismissing. Ah, we knew, you know, Coach Prime this and Colorado ain't all that and all that. That's just noise. That's just noise that I hope that those players on that team and that organization don't buy into. Mm-hmm. I made a post on Facebook today after um, Miami Dolphins shellacked the hell out of um, 
Smack Who they dropped since Denver. The Denver Broncos. 70 Russell to 20. Wilson. So I I made a post. I was like, if I were Coach Prime, I would show this score to my guys and say, hey, this kind of shit happens at every level. Let's get past it. Let's move on to the next one. Because it doesn't matter what level you at. When you you go first of all, you there's a chance you're gonna have a bad day collectively as a team. Mm-hmm. And there's some days that you're just going to be outmatched. Some games, you're just going to be outmatched. You can't win them all. And let's face it, in life, in anything else, you really don't learn something if you're winning all the time. Mm-mm. You got to take an L to learn from something. If you ain't taking L's, you're not making no progress. The you L is take for lessons. If you don't take the L, then you ain't got no lessons. You're a winner with you nothing learning. learned except how to win. So and sometimes that's not the biggest goal. Cause yeah, they but they was making no. a lot of mistakes too. Um outside of the guys mm-hmm. just being big. Where I was like, I think this is a great learning opportunity nervous. for. Absolutely. I mean anybody would be. Nervous. All them green and yellow ass people. They did have some nice <laughs> working uniforms. Was nice. But they was no big. Pump. They were so big. Mm-hmm. I just could I, I watched them all come out and I was like, I don't I want to turn. Like, I want to watch, but I just, I can't. Like, I'm in Shadur, I'm like, oh, I, I feel in- like I'm watching my nephew out there. I'm like, oh, mm. come on, Neff. Like, keep keep your head in the game. <laughs> I was at work. I, I, I texted you. couldn't even get no updates. I mean, oh. you did, but, like, I would have tried to pull the game up and watch it, but and where we're working, where we're actually doing the work at, Phone service is trash. Like, I, mm. like it's no service. It's spotty at best. And we just be like, man, sh- can't talk to nobody. I hope I don't need to talk to nobody because right. I'm going to be shit out of luck. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. But, yeah. But I think uh, I think it's a good test for Coach Prime and his skills, what he can talk to them guys, what he can tell them, how he can keep them together through this adversity. Because it's going to be next Actually, every game until Travis Hunter gets back is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a challenge. Especially since they lost part of their offense and part of their defense. Like that's a whole, that's a hit. You lost, you lost one person, but you lost two people in the process. You know mm-hmm. that. Uh, and so I, it's, it's just a, a little bit of adversity that we'll see how they overcome. Us, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I ain't finna say I'm a Colorado Buffalo fan. Oh, no. I enjoy watching what Deion Sanders has going on with his boys and Travis Hunter and their Colorado team. Mm-hmm. I love to see it, and I'm going to continue to watch and tune in to whatever they got going on. That part, because I'm the same way. I, I, I yeah. You know how I, I've spoken about this on a few episodes ago, just how much coverage they get gives me anxiety for them. Because even like next yeah, week... Because- Next week, you know they noon. got haters. Haters, they got everywhere, big noon, bro. Fox and doing their pregame show. Stuff there. that they can't control. Like it's not the Hold all on. the oh uh, the as far as what they can control. Uh-huh. That's that's why Dion does so much of recording have because they want to control the narrative coming out of that team. Mm-hmm. That's why they put out so many videos and they got their own video team and they're mm-hmm. not allowing people from CBS Sports or Fox Sports or ESPN to come in, get a little snippet about the team, and then take it outside the organization 
and just put it out to the public the way they see it. They mm-hmm. want to put out their own message. And some people don't like it, but I think that's fucking genius. Oh, I the, the way that you just framed that, I love that because it's like an anti... It's like an anti smear campaign because like he know he's is very strategic because he knows what's gonna come out and so he's trying to like counterbalance it because all the all the like critique and stuff i keep seeing it's just it upsets me because it, it feels intentional on the the parts of the powers that be whoever those people may be right like the big noon coverage they posted about it on twitter and of course, Twitter is a cesspool. I say I don't read the replies, but sometimes you can't help it. And then everybody's like, well, it's fuck Dion. There's other schools that exist. And it's like, why can't, Why is that be fuck Dion? Why can't just be, hey, you know, there are other schools that exist. You know, why? And, and I think for me, it's that I read too deep into everybody's responses because I'm seeing all these negative things come from people who are not Black. And I know that a lot of what people are saying well i feel like i ain't gonna say i know i feel like a lot of some people their negative talk it has a a, a teeny to a huge gallon full of racism embedded in what they are saying and so some of them they absolutely do it just it just it it hurts to sit in like i don't know because i'm like some of what y'all say like yeah okay some critique is valid but some stuff you yeah, y'all ain't talking about these other college coaches that way, and I'm noticing. <laughs> and the only, only reason, the only reason that they are attempting to critique Dion the way that they are is because yeah. he is a black man and he is outspoken and he is confident. confident. They want to see him get his bag like, and be a nigga so like, bad. Like we just spoke about. The aunties and uncles in certain positions, there are certain people who feel threatened when a black man who you really can't dig up nothing negative about him is empowering younger black minds as well as younger white minds with this attitude that they can believe they can be a part of each other. They can be a family. They can be a team. A lot of people in high high positions, they don't want to hear that stuff from regular people. They no, because you get these people to believing in themselves and believing in each other. Oh, now they getting ready. Now they getting ready to start confronting you about the bullshit that you putting out to the people every week. And to a lot of us, the shit already don't make no sense. But you ain't paying us attention because it's just a few of us. But if you get a bunch of us to start asking these questions and be like, "Hold on, man." Why are you mad at me and why I'm mad at you? Mm-hmm. We ain't done nothing to each other. We basically want the same things out Somebody. of life. It's them motherfuckers up there that's putting mm-hmm. out the bullshit. Let's go, let's go, let's go question them. They don't want that. They don't want that. And that's not even that that's 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 what everything. That ain't even with just college sports. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, that's everything. I, I uh, 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 don't even want to talk about it. You said it's you disgusting. Said, it's it actually is. disgusting. It is, it's and disgusting. to look to pivot because you 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 dropped a good transitional point. Um, shit. Oh, you know, just a few people making noise don't really do nothing. But when you get a you get everybody being like, ah, why am I mad at you? Hold on, we want the same thing. Let's look at this big 
with this bigger person leads us to our next point mm-hmm. about the strike. The UAW The strike. United Auto Workers. The mm-hmm. United Automobile Workers are on right. strike. They started their strike earlier last week, on the earlier part of last week, um, strategically targeting three big auto plants, Ford, GM, and what's the other? Starlight? Star Strike? Star, star Bright? No. Um, oh, shoot. We just talked about it. I don't know the, t- the people. Don't star know. with an S. <laughs> Some with an S. Star. Ain't it Starlink? Stellantis. 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 That sounds like that crazy person coming out of Florida. That one threw me off because I'm like, what the hell? That's a car. That's a car. A mo- a, a, a mo- a right automotive now. brand. Who is? But but see, it's the same stuff. There is like, okay, so the United Auto Workers is basically saying these these companies have made so billions and billions of dollars in profits over the last, even through COVID years, and even now but they don't want to extend that. They don't want to share that wealth. With. They don't want to share the wealth. Not even share the wealth. That's they not even share what we, what we have worked for. Let's just do the right thing. You know, y'all got more. Some of you executives, y'all generational wealth, y'all families ain't concerned about money. Mm-mm. Why you don't want to pay? I don't understand what is the deal with paying people a good livable wage that's consistent with that will rise consistently with the cost of living. Have any of them motherfuckers been to the grocery store lately? Because eggs is expensive as hell. Everything is expensive as hell. Even the generic brand store brand is expensive. Like food line seasoning used to be like 99 cent and now it's like a dollar 99 and I'm like golly I'd go I stock up on them. Now I gotta. <sighs> it's yeah, a shame. CEO, uh, GM CEO, is this a woman, Mary Barra? She makes $29 million a year. Well, that's her salary. You know, uh, ain't no telling what she getting bonuses and, and, and stock and, and, and it probably other investments that she got. Like it just. It's it, a stop for a Nobody needs that much money, first of all. I don't want to frame it like that. I don't I care do. about nobody making a lot of money. Nobody needs that. If nobody makes that much money without putting down other people and harboring their hard earned from them while getting their money into progress. That's what I'll say. So I don't think anybody mm-hmm. deserves that much money because no nobody with that much money has got it just by working on their own. They always make it off the right. backs of people who mm-hmm. are not being paid. Uh, uh, fairly right. at all. Look at Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. I mean, you know, and uh, what's Walmart, her, Mary, Mary Barra, Miss Mary Barra, Walton family, Walton. generations and generations of wealth, and they keep making generations and generations of wealth every year, like every probably every damn month. It's just outrageous. Some of the money, and you got people the way out they here destroy a town when work. they put a Walmart in that. In that city, in towns, is amazing. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's so crazy. It's disgusting. It, it's pretty it's disgusting. disgusting. You, they'll destroy a town and so fast. And don't care. Shout out to the United Auto Workers Union for standing up for their membership. Um, um, 
a proud member of the IBEW, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. And uh, it's just nice to be a part of an organization that, you know, that looks out, looks out. for their for their members. Mm-hmm. And for a, for a union to say we're going on strike, that means that it's pretty bad as far as the negotiations is going with those companies because mm-hmm. we actually have it in our in our um, uh, I don't even know exactly what to call it, but we're not even supposed to talk about strike striking because that's a that's just a negative thing. That's like if, saying if, we're going to go to war. Pretty in the in the, in the terms of workforce, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you really don't. You don't want to want it to get to that point, but at some point you got to take a stand. People have been taking losses and and earning for years. The cost of living has continued to go up. Wages mm-hmm. have pretty much stayed stagnant over the past decades, and it just doesn't make any damn sense because the people who are at the higher ups. Upper echelon of executives and managers and stuff, they make so much money. And these companies make so many millions in profits, sometimes billions. Like all the money that was dished out during COVID through whether it had been PPP loans or whether it had been record breaking sales because people couldn't leave the house, but they were still shopping. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be struggling. Mm-mm. Anywhere, not whether you're an exec or an entry level damn uh, employee, it just doesn't make any sense. And there's gonna come a time where the evilness and wickedness associated with greed is gonna take a toll on this collective atmosphere. And it oh, ain't I, pretty. Yeah, I hope that we don't. I hope that I don't live to see that because I feel like that's going to be a real ugly day and I don't know it ain't just going to be a day not a day a time <laughs> that's going to be an ugly time and it's, it's I mean it's already scary like you talk to some people too even like I mean some of my friends which we're still early in our careers but still I mean a lot of my friends come out making pretty you know we come out making pretty decent salaries and some of them are still feeling like they need to have a part-time job hustle. outside of, yeah. which is not, uh, you know, me, I love a good side hustle. Um, Always trying to find different revenues of money is amazing. But, but when, when you, you feel like to, you need you to like do it, when you feel like you need to, t- in order to live and maintain what is probably a pretty basic lifestyle, it's like, ah, that's, that's sticky. And it's, <sighs> it's really scary, like, around these parts, too, like, People talk uh, about like all these like development, like land people buy like buying up all these land and putting up like houses and apartments, which here where we just moved is freaking the track like is not sustainable. It's not even sustainable for the infrastructure. So it's like, how can y'all take these offers? And I just I don't understand. How do you get to a point where you just see past the actual effects? your decisions are going to have on people and you just do whatever gets you the most money. They don't care. It's like money. that, I feel like I, that, I would never. I don't. Some people. I know I'm not in a position that I have you. money like that, but if I had money like that, best believe all, my people 
if I made money off the backs of employees, my employees would be well taken care of. That would not be mm. a question. There wouldn't y'all wouldn't even need a union. What's up? What y'all need? Y'all need some here's daycare for everybody. I'm paying for daycare. Here's health insurance for everybody. I'm paying for health insurance. I don't care if my salary only lets me make five hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Cause twenty she so- makes GC GM CEO makes twenty nine million dollars, and she claimed that meeting the union's pay demands would bankrupt them. Them as in GM. Yeah, How about you take a salary cut, Miss Lady? Because she ain't taking no cut. And I, I feel like there should be checks and balances there too, like from a like government regulation standpoint. Like, is there not? Mm. But then you got see that's that's where. It, but then someone has to regulate system. them and they're crooked it's, too, yeah, which is because you got we just need a got, redo. How about we just wipe the slate clean? Let's just burn everything down and try again. I think that's great. That's my that's my solution. I'm gonna run for president and I'm gonna say burn it all down. That's my slogan. <laughs> they gonna burn you down. <laughs> too many Shit, they people. Gonna have, they gonna have to find me first. <laughs> that's invested. And there's too many people in this country, in this world, that are, that are invested on the general public being either dumb or mm-hmm. being poor and broke mm-hmm. for this. Yes, it's on paper. It's a great idea. Burn it all down. Start all over. But you think about all the exploitation of people, like you said, uh, gaining off the backs of others and just keep on stomping on them. Even when you're done with them, you just going to keep fucking pushing their necks in the damn dirt until you get every last bit of life out of them. But you just going to keep on. Then you're going to find somebody else to step you're on. You're going to find so somebody else. Somebody up. with some bright eyes and bright ideas. And yeah, come on down. And that's Psych. that is that is what this place is built on. And that's the unfortunate part. Like I was I reading mean, yeah, it was literally built on the backs of our damn ancestors with zero pay. The way they the way they abolished slavery and then come up with those laws about there are air quotes, y'all. If you can't watch, there are air quotes. <laughs> y'all are listed there. If y'all don't see my fingers, can you hear them? There are air quotes. <laughs> the way the the way the police system was formed, that you know, now you got these indentured servants who are no longer slaves. But you gotta go find them because if they ain't working or if they just out wandering around. We gonna come up with a crime to charge them with. And I need a group of guys in every town, every county that's gonna volunteer to look look out for these people. That's how mm-hmm. the fucking police began in this country. Like, mm-hmm. and in it some instances, to stop break-ins. I'll tell you that they would take the kids as pretty much collateral and lend them out to a farmer or somebody. Until those kids worked to pay off the quote unquote debt debt that they owe, like their parents got some sort of asset from said debt. That free labor shit. That was the asset. But if that ain't just me talking, y'all can go out there and find that information for yourself. It's Mm -hmm. it's this. But that's how this that's how this place was built up. And it's gonna be hard to tear that down. Like that is basically the core 
that's the foundation. That's, that is what makes America built. great. When they're talking about making it great, that's what they're talking about, just so y'all know. That's paying your ass little or nothing. I don't Kids. care what color you are. If you're in the workforce, if you look across that assembly line or that power line and you see somebody that ain't the same color as you, that'll let you know it don't be it don't matter what color you are. You at the same earning level or below them folks, they making money off your ass and they gonna keep making money off your ass. And they don't Big care period. about you and your family's well being. Big period. So how how do you know how like in situations like that, uh how like you can is there a way <clears throat> to support those like on strike? Like is there like petitions? Are there funds? Like you know what? You, I feel like there's, there's got to be a way. I, I know there are certain, um, um, like if, let's just say there's an auto plant. I'm just going to throw out an example. If, there's a, mm-hmm. if there was an auto plant in other, mm-hmm. and there was some, the UAW workers ran that plant. Now, there may be some IBEW workers at that same plant doing, let's say, electrical work. You know, you got to have electricians Ooh, maintaining them. So they may they may say, you know what? If they on strike, we supporting our fellow union brothers. We ain't working in this motherfucker either. Oh shit! So nice. that, there's been instances of things like that happening. Uh, I, I don't know of ways that you could like make donations or I'm something. I'm asking like, you, like, we not sitting with an internet search engine right here. Yeah, I mean. How to support but we just going off topic. Anybody can Google it. Hell, let, we can let anybody can Google it. Find that information I'll put so. information. Oh no, they asking me to leave a voicemail. Never mind. That's y'all better catch up with the times. I will submit a form. I'm not leaving no voicemail to the CEO of GM. Never mind. We'll figure out another way to support, and it'll be in the comments. Oh yeah, you, in the you, could actually, you can do a phone campaign. You can do voicemails because I know Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. He does a lot of. Campaigns like that supporting, and they'll mm-hmm. he'll say fuck, overload their damn switchboard, call and leave voicemails, and he'll have even have people on there to tell you, like, don't call in being all crazy and leaving cuss words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But leave a nice detailed voicemail. Hi there, why you I'm calling to to express my disgust and how y'all treat the workers. United Auto Workers. I would just like I to say, and I will I not think... be buying another damn vehicle from I'm General Motors. I'm switching to Honda. It's wait, yeah. is she, is, she is that Hyundai? What y'all never mind, y'all I'm not gonna let you say what you call them on here because that is not a nice thing what, to say. Hyundai? Nope. No, no, <laughs> y'all be calling them rice burners. No, they're motorcycles. Rice burners? rice burners. That's what that's what I've been knowing. Oh, well that's what because me and Cass was laughing about that when she was out here. Uh uh Oh, okay. Never mind then. No, include Japanese cars or any East Asian-made vehicles. Yeah, Chris cracking up talking about um her car, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, Dad always." Yeah, you can't say car, she right? say Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dad will always call him right. I'm good. No, we ain't. We ain't always politically correct. We are hardly ever politically correct, but we do not intend on hurting. Anyone in the process. I think this was a Absolutely. good episode so far. Uh, I don't have no reviews Absolutely. or nothing outside of you know our general love that we get from our folks, but I do have um, a good 
dad joke for you. Hair and makeup told me that okay, I needed to go. She told me to go ahead and get that light because she was tired of seeing the shadow in the picture. So hair and makeup. But I sent this man the link to the light. She she knows that you About have to. She knows. Change I told go. her, and she told me this morning I need to go to Walmart. They got damn light a dime a dozen was her words at Walmart. I could have got one. They there. sure do. They got them. They probably got them. They yeah. You need to just send me the address so I can just press order. I sent it to you because Amazon makes it so easy to order, but I'm not copping for Amazon because we talking about strikes and workers right you now. You know how I feel about Jeff Bezos. Yep, we not. That's kind of how I feel it. about Walmart. They do got a Target here. I could go to Target. You could go to Target. Target is decent nice. out there. Target is nice. They're high, but anyway, now they ain't. Not really. They ain't that high. They ain't you high. just think they high, but they not high. But they ain't everybody <clears> high. Yeah, everybody's yeah, high. Cool. Let's just get high. You ready for this joke today? This is I'm this ready. joke was supposed to be. Last is this week's one joke. came from from <laughs> uh, submitted by anyone? No, no, this is mine. I've been holding on oh, to this, this one. Is yeah, I wanted to oh, do this okay. one a few weeks ago. You'll see why here in just a second. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, where do football <laughs> players go when they need a new uniform? Where do football players go? Where do football players go when they need a new uniform? New Jersey. New Jersey. Man, your head's out of here with that bull. Hey, y'all be good. Y'all be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs> when I saw that one, I thought it was.